y'all. It's your boy, the one and only a switch, uh, AKA this is the first time. This is not the second time at all. I'm not recording again because I forgot to record. <laughs> not no, 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 no way. AKA the serial stiller, AKA you gonna finish that. <laughs> AKA the man who almost asked Sam Lake to get a picture, but I, I was too afraid. Um, AKA the Komaki Tiger Dropper, AKA um, Nicholas. Bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sites, episode 175. Pretty eventful. Uh, turn of events that transpired, excuse me, within the past couple weeks, uh, we got summer games fest, of course, um, got a chance to go attend and, uh, you know, participate in the festivities, if you will. Um, what else we had PlayStation showcase, um, so this is, this is the start. This is the start of E3, at least what was formerly E3, which may kind of be now summer games fest. Um, but Hey, it's great. I'm digging it. I'm enjoying it. I'm liking it. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what? Without further ado, Let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. First topic of discussion. Am I doing that right? Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, I think that's right. easily, easily rectify this real quick. Hold on. Everything doesn't want to work. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. My God. No, please don't cut. So, uh, let's kick it off. Right. Of course, uh, the event that just transpired earlier today, summer games fest, 2023, as I said, I was there in the live audience getting to soak in all the, the fun activities and, and whatnot. Um, it was great. It was great. Like I said earlier, I almost. I should have, I'm regretting it now. I should have, uh, got the opportunity to, uh, take a picture with, uh, Sam Lake, you know, the infamous, uh, um, 
the developer on the team, but also um, the face of of the one and only Max Payne, at least the, the first two games, even though they took some liberties with the, the third one. But <sighs> he was right there, too. I, I could have did it. I just didn't. I did. It's always that weird thing with, you know, famous people. You don't you feel like you don't want to protrude or bother them like he was talking to people. I didn't want to just shove in there like, hey, hey, Sam, can I get a pic? I mean, he probably would have, but I don't know. It was it was a prime opportunity and I'm, I'm, I regret it. I'm regretting it very much. <sighs> but I digress. <laughs> Let's actually talk about what transpired at the uh, Summer Games Fest. So starting off, um, they started off, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, you know, do some skipping. Of course, some of the, not as meaningful things to discuss. Um, I won't, but, uh, let's talk, talk about the, the nitty gritty stuff. Um, in particular, uh, they started off with, um, a new Prince of Persia game. Um, I forgot what was it called? Prince of Persia. Something or something. Prince of Persia. Uh, so, the Booty Lands. That's that's exactly what. That's exactly what. That's exactly what it was called. Prince of Persia. I knew it all too well. Uh, no, Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown. Um, I think this was a, a very much a surprise. Nobody had this on their radar at all. I don't think. Um, so basically a brand new Prince of Persia game, uh, come into PlayStation 5, PS4, Xbox, uh, series S and X, Xbox one to the switch and PC, uh, January 18th, 2024. Um, it looks dope. Uh, the Prince of Persia is black now, I think. Uh, yeah, that's that's only a black hairstyle, I'm just saying. Um, so that's cool. I mean, uh, it's immediately in my radar because of that alone. Um, I'm curious. The biggest question I had was if this is a uh, because I heard the the development for the Prince of Persia remake was very rocky. And there was a lot of issues going on. And I'm curious if this is, um, this is replacing that potentially, but I guess we'll find out sooner or later, but this is dope that we got a fully fledged legit Prince of Persia game. It looked interesting. I'm not sure if I would immediately get it. I will wait. I will wait until reviews. I don't know. The camera is a little too far for my liking. I would have liked, I would like it to be a little bit more closer than it is. It's a little too zoomed out for me. And that's the same issue I have with a uh, isometric type games for the most part. There's some exceptions, but generally speaking, uh, that's why I have problems playing, uh, the isometrics. Is that, is that the, is that the, the lingo? Is that the jargon? Is that the slang? the slang for, um, those types of games, but I digress. Um, very, yeah, it was a delightful surprise for sure though. But the, 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 
the, the, the really good stuff definitely, definitely was Mortal Kombat 1. We finally got our world premiere reveal of actual gameplay of Mortal Kombat 1, which was fucking dope. It was so dope. Uh, man, it's, where do you, where do you even, do we even start? So it was like a story trailer. So basically the premise, which I think we all were fully aware of if the first, uh, trailer that pop popped off was any indication that, uh, this is, um, uh, pretty much a reboot, <laughs> uh, yet another reboot of mortal Kombat. Um, which, uh, is taking a lot of liberties and changing some stuff up. Um, seeing Ed Boon on stage and whatnot, he's saying that like, you know, Sub-Zero and Scorpion are brothers now, which is, that's very interesting. Um, that's a nice change of pace. I think, uh, Melina is now the princess, uh, uh, adjacent to, uh, Katana being the princess of, was it Edenia? I think. Maybe that's changed, but it seems like Melina is now the, is, is the prince in this reboot, um, instead of Katana, which that, that seems to lead to some interesting dynamics. Um, it seems like of course, Melina still has the Tarkatan blood or I for, I, I forget the lore specifically on how she becomes who she is, but it seems like she wasn't always like that. I thought she was born into it, but <laughs> maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> I could resist. Um, let me stop. Let me stop. <sighs> maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's. <laughs> maybe she's born with. Maybe, maybe it's Tarkatan. up there man that's i'm putting that in the archive <laughs> oh man that's killing me <laughs> maybe it's dark out <sighs> oh man okay <laughs> took me out. Not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> so you got, you got, you got them. Uh, you got, uh, Johnny cage revealed himself, you know, just as a, as an asshole and arrogant as, as ever. Uh, interesting addition is, uh, Kenshin, Kenshi, Kenshi. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Kenshi. Is it Kenshi? Now I'm questioning myself. I think it's Kenshi. Yeah, Kenshi. Just had to be sure. Um, Kenshi was pretty dope. And what's interesting is that they he has his vision in some of the story. I'm assuming he loses it at some point because they show when they were showing the gameplay um, or like the the character select. He is blindfolded um, at, at at his character select screen, but he has vision, um, presumably in in the campaign. So I assume we see how he, how he does lose his sight, um, which I'm not, I'm not sure. 
in terms of previous lore, how he did before. I think it was some big bad boss, probably Shao Kahn that probably made him lose it. Now I'm curious. Let's 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 ask that question. How did can she go blind? Kenshi opens a well inside the tomb where the sword supposedly lay. He is overwhelmed by the soul's trap within and permanently blinded. I see. So specifically when he gets the sword, the sword essentially kind of corrupts him in a way. That's cool. So I'm curious if Johnny Cage owns it, Maybe he just didn't know the power and lock the power of it, which would make him go, go blind. So interesting, interesting. Um, yes, yeah, so you had him, you had a young Kun Lao, uh, like throwing the, throwing his signature hat, but obviously to no effect, clearly he, he needs to learn how to use the hat as the hat, uh, the hat is not enforced with, you know, sheer blades, uh, around the brim, but, um, he did like get another similar, well, it was kind of like a reference, self-referential in a way where he got a smaller, like, I guess, sharp dish or disc essentially and threw it at a sub-zero and like scratched, uh, well, fucking cut his arm. So that was interesting. Um, you got, you showed, they showed a young Raiden, uh, Raiden, um, with, uh, some of his powers, uh, just beating ass. Um, then they also showed Liu Kang fire God. I for, what is he called? Something. I think he's fire God, but he also, uh, in, got imbued the electrical power from, uh, old, old universe writing. So yeah, but he looked dope. Everybody looked dope. The, the, you know, the move sets and the combos and the juggling people was bouncing on the ground and bouncing up like, like a damn, like a damn NBA ball. Spalding is Spalding. Uh, <laughs> let me look at him. <laughs> Spalding. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got it. I had to make sure Spalding. Yeah. Um, and then of course it's not Mortal Kombat without the fatalities. So, you know, they was, it was cutting a dude, the uh, right Raiden shot Kenshi in the, in the chest with thunder. Then, uh, you know, it showed Raiden cutting a dude in half and then bringing them together with the mag magnetism of thunder or something like that. I don't know. So that was interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, but the other big, very interesting aspect mechanic of the game is, um, cameo characters. So basically think Marvel versus Capcom where, you know, basically call in people for assists and, uh, they seem to do a lot more, uh, than like a traditional tag fighter. Um, as in they can, uh, break combos. Uh, so I assume like uh, any combo you want to break, they'll pop in and break a combo. They also will, um, do various combos within your combos. 
So they basically supplement your combos uh, in a way. So definitely a lot of um, uh, lab work, discovering, you know, what 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 uh complements complements or combos complement your characters that you want to play with and see how kind of like the uh, chemistry works which i think that adds a whole nother type of layer to the gameplay and i think it's still kind of a way to reference the mk uh 10 and 11 you know with their various character types archetypes if you will uh, so at least now it's more not as restrict or, or strict in terms of like, you know, uh, you can only do, uh, these certain moves with a character and you clearly find out which character is the best. And then you, you know, and you, which was the gripe with MK 11, because you, you had to pick a variant, but then you can modify it. But then those modifications aren't necessarily legal in, in the fighting game, like tournaments and stuff. Um, so that just, I think just was a little too much, but at least now it feels more focused, um, more straightforward, which I think is, is definitely for the better. I think it was, uh, this seems on the surface, at least from what we've seen so far, it seems like a really good decision to do. Um, and apparently you can do like, uh, um, uh, cameo fatalities. So you can ha like, I guess, presumably have your cameo do a fatality for you, which I think that's a pretty dope layer depending on how it works, which is pretty dope. I wonder, um, I could see definitely some hidden stuff maybe being within like, you know, maybe if certain conditions are met, you have a certain like synergy of two particular characters or something like that. Maybe you could do some hidden like double fatality with your, uh, your cameo character, which would be cool. Um, they did the cameo characters can like do assist x-ray moves, which is dope. That's pretty cool. Um, it's a lot, it's a lot that these cameo characters can do. And at least, uh, I think we were all on the mind track that like, um, well, if they're a cameo, I guess they can't be a, a main character, which apparently that's not the case from what, uh, Ed Boone said on stage is that, um, some cameo characters can also be, um, our main characters in the game. So that, uh, kind of muddies up some of the, uh, you know, <laughs> at least, uh, in comparison to like, you know, the smash, the smash games where, uh, you know, <laughs> the trophy was it trophy or a uh, me costume. <laughs> if it's a me costume is they're not going to be a main character essentially, which pretty much was the case. So at least in this situation, uh, yeah, it's, it, you could definitely tell like they have, they have Jax, they had Sonya and they had Kano and I think sub zero as at least the, the, the current, cameo characters that they did show uh slash display um when they showed the game so i think it's safe to say all those characters are going to be in the game i mean those are like the essential mortal Kombat pillar characters if you will in my opinion um so i definitely see those them being characters in in this game um it's interesting that they look very very like mortal Kombat one and two uh uh, type characters in terms of like their design costumes, 
which I guess is intentional from what uh, Ed said as well. So, who I'm very interested for sure. The, the gameplay looks great, way more fluid, not as like um, unnatural <laughs> as like, you know, I think which has always been the, the negative sentiment towards some of the Mortal Kombat games where just the combos and the moves, the 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 motion itself felt very unnatural and fluid to the point where it's hard to kind of really buy into in a way, you know? So I dig it. I'm into it. Um, can't wait to hear more. Apparently we're going to get a lot of details over the summer character reveals and stuff like that. So sign me up, sign me up. Um, we got, Sonic Superstars, I guess apparently a new 2D classic Sonic game coming this year. Uh, it has four players. You can play Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and Amy, um, which is interesting. Um, looks promising. As somebody who's kind of been out the Sonic game, I guess since technically Sonic Adventure. Um, what else? Fortnite. Got a little preview of the next season, uh, Wilds. Um, at least they revealed the the at least the marquee character of the season is uh, Optimus Prime. So hey, hopefully we get a we. You can't have Optimus Prime and not have a transform, a transform emote where you could transform into a truck and drive a traversal emote. We need it. If you, if you got it, I'm giving money. That's all I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. Just, just letting that be known. Um, Alan Wake two, we got a pretty decent gameplay reveal. It seemed to be like a further extension of what they showed at the PlayStation showcase. It seemed pretty much like the same setup, but, uh, I dug it. It's interesting. You saw, of course, the tried and true mechanic uh, with the light um, flashlight revealing, I guess, weak points to shoot. But it took a little bit to take that uh, that guy down. She put she put damn near 24 bullets in that that dude. It felt like. But uh, hey, I'm digging it. They uh, at least confirmed it is two playable characters, Alan Wake and Saga Anderson, the the black uh, woman um, uh, FBI officer. Apparently a 50-50 split between the two of them. So that's cool. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, John Carpenter's Toxic Commando, which feels like a mix between... Uh, definitely some left for dead vibes, I guess, mix it with like kind of the thing in a way, not in the traditional sense, but just the eighties, I guess, vibe was the thing. I thought it came out maybe in the late seventies. No, I think it fact check. Nineteen eighty-two. Wow. That's, that's pretty, I know was that that far back. Um, Sandland, which is, I guess, a new action game from Akira Toriyama and Bandai Namco. Uh, Akira Toriyama, who's, I guess, the famous artist 
uh, who, you know, of course made Dragon Ball. And I'm pretty sure he was involved with Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest series. Um, so there's that. Looked interesting. Uh, <laughs> you had a uh, Power World, which it's funny that I think this game has been in beta for a long time. Like previously, I've seen, I think we've seen like some viral videos of this, like Pokemon being used as human, uh, well, Pokemon shields, essentially, uh, from bullets and Pokemon with Gatling guns and stuff. And, um, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you as somebody who used to be a big Pokemon fan and, you know, now is into guns in terms of the video game sense. I mean, I might, I might give it a shot. I just might. <laughs> They uh, talked about Final Fantasy Ever Crisis getting a closed beta, uh, which is the the mobile only uh, version of Final Fantasy VII, or kind of is they're remaking pretty much the whole Final Fantasy VII saga of like the prequels and the the, the aftermath aftermaths um, into this one condensed game, but hope it does not stay in mobile. I think after everything is done and said and done, I think we'll hopefully at least get the switch or something. I don't know. Just this does not deserve to be stuck on mobile. We'll see. Baldur's Gate three. <laughs> it was a very odd t twisted metal trailer clip of, you know, sweet tooth voice by Will Arnett who, uh, um, presented the video and well, <laughs> ugh, man, it, it's funny. If I describe, it, it feels like I, people wouldn't believe me, but it's like, it was like <sighs> sweet tooth was beating the shit out of, I don't even know Anthony Mackie's character. I don't know if he's a newer old character, but beating his ass in this casino and, uh, finally getting his ass to the, the, the slots with his face against the, one of the slot machines. And then he's like, yeah, give me that killing music. And then he turns on thong song by Cisco. And I'm like, uh, and then he's singing like, give me your butt, but, but, and then, then Anthony starts singing with him. And he's like, Oh, you like, you like, uh, you, you, you like Cisco. It's like, man, I listened to the, the last, the, um, I forgot whatever it, uh, Cisco's album was something, something, the dragon. Um, I listened to it till the, till, till the CD wore out. And, and he's like, Oh man, I don't, I, I don't know why I'm beating your ass now. And then, and then that's it. I'm like, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, it's, it, it's, it seemed kind of on brand, but not really. It was, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I didn't know how to interpret that at all, but I digress. Um, Marvel snap call of duty, new season, um, exo primal getting a street fighter six crossover. So I was thinking how they set it up. It was like, Oh shit. Are we going to get cyber cyber Ryu? And, and, and then it was like, no, no, he, this is just, this is, sorry guys, this is just the Exo Primal crossover. We're like, ah, oh, damn it. Um, so that was, that was pretty disappointing, not gonna lie. They, just to set it up like Street Fighter 6 and then just it'd be a damn 
exoprimal crossover. Well, you lost my attention there. Uh, Liza P, <laughs> aka, um, if we if we can't get Bloodborne, we'll take this. Um, I guess released a demo uh, during the event as well today. Uh, also announced the release date being September fifteenth or nineteenth. Uh, what's your season three trailer? Um, Warhammer Space Marine uh, co-op, I guess. I don't even remember that. Um, <laughs> this is pretty funny. <laughs> so uh, I think we knew about the Nicolas Cage DLC coming to Dead by Daylight, but we literally, literally got De- Nicolas Cage he showed himself at the at the um summer games fest on stage and he's just cracking jokes and it's like literally Nicolas Cage and it's funny it is so funny uh he was talking about something like why why now why are you like you know getting into games and stuff it's like well you know i had a little one that uh that got me into the and i it's 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 so funny nowadays it's like it, it feels like that's the gateway now. It's like, ah, well, you know, my son is really in this game. I guess I'll, I guess I'll try to get into it. Or, or I assume it's the other way. People are maybe asking if he wants to get into the game or something like that. And, you know, oh, my son really loves dead by daylight. So, um, you know what? I, I, I couldn't, couldn't resist. So I said, yes. And, <laughs> it just seeing just seeing Nicolas Cage as one of the um survivors in Dead by Daylight is <laughs> it is funny as hell. Just it's just literally Nicolas Cage in Dead by Daylight, which he was clearly transparent about like when he was on stage, which was very funny. Uh, it was it was very hilarious. Just the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I might even be entertained to just go back to Fortnite specifically just for that reason. So <laughs> that was an unexpected delight. I was like, oh uh, yeah, okay, just a Dead by Daylight trailer, okay, whatever. And then it's like, uh, what? No, we present to you Nicholas. Go- like, oh shit, he, he really? He's, I wonder. I think he stays in California, but nonetheless, it's just. <laughs> like uh what was it al pacino was it al pacino at the last year's game awards where it's you know it just is always bizarre just to see like you know somebody who's clearly in hollywood who at least is presented to not have any recollection of video games just to actually you know be in our world which is always that in of itself i do find pretty interesting um Witch fire that looked pretty dope. Uh, I was digging the graphics remnant two release date. Uh, what else? Anything else that was captivating? Just a lot of filler <laughs> Fay farm, <laughs> just the, just the kind of clip cleanse our palates from the Mortal Kombat one, uh, immense violence. We got Faye farm with the, given the cozy vibes, uh, party animals going to release date. I thought that already released, but that just goes to show my, uh, knowledge of that game. Um, 
Spider-Man 2, we actually got finally got a release date. So uh, they did reveal the release date to be October 20th, which that is a pretty damn good release date. Um, I'm, I'm very excited for that. Revealed the box art, which looks fire. It's got a uh, Peter and Miles Morales, uh, but Peter's arm is uh is uh, infected by the symbiote, uh, so he's shooting a symbiotic uh web, if you will. I don't, I yeah, I assume like Venom and you know a uh, symbiote Spider-Man are always shooting with Venom. I don't think it's web, or maybe it's emulated web from the Venom. I don't know. It's probably, of course, it's probably answered, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it very much. So October 20th can't come soon enough, just like early 2024 can't come soon enough because who the final bomb that Jeff dropped on us was Final Fantasy seven rebirth. We got the damn trailer. <laughs> what was funny was he, uh, <laughs> He, when he announced, uh, ever crisis, he announced ever crisis. And then he was like, well, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Hey, ever crisis sign up for the bit. And now, um, speaking of final fantasy seven and then everybody, oh, what, what, wait, wait a minute. I'm not, huh? <laughs> He's like, what? Calm down. No, no, no. <laughs> This is just the this is this is the just the DoorDash. There's a DoorDash ad. I'm like, oh, oh, Jeff, why you got to do that? Don't do that to us. Ah, <laughs> uh, that that hurt it a bit, but at least now we did. Sometimes I was like, we we're gonna get the payoff because there was um on um the official Twitter for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. They did, uh, they did like somewhat of a countdown type thing where like they were counting the days and each consecutive day they were just saying like, uh, just revealing little tidbits about the game. Like, uh, the music is, is very fully fledged and, um, there's like co-op attacks and stuff like that. Then you, when you started putting it together, it was like one, two, three, four, five, six. And then of course, uh, people started putting together that the seventh, uh, um, what would be the seventh reveal or announcement would be on the same day as summer games fest, which was today. And then, uh, sure enough, uh, you know, Jeff was like, yeah, rumors do come true or something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but then we got the final fantasy seven rebirth trailer pretty beefy trailer to be honest we got a lot of details i still i was in disbelief when i saw it for the first time i just i couldn't uh could not fathom what uh what what transpired i was still i couldn't even uh, i just was trying to process my my jaw was dropped i couldn't i couldn't even i couldn't even process i was just i was speechless to be honest just just stunned on all fronts, but, uh, yeah, man, we, we saw like the Cocobo ranch, what I believe is calm. It's a lot of my knowledge of like the mid game has been fragmented. Of course, I recall the, 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 um, the, the very important, like pivotal, uh, pivotal moments, 
but man, got the Kokobo Ranch. You got Boon Booninhagen, who you know talks about like the whole concept of of a uh, Mako Mako uh, the Mako in general, and who you got? Uh, they introduced Elena. Um, man, they they show co-op attacks. Um. Man, and, and the, 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 the damn environments are just beautiful, just goodness. Oh, man, you got a little Sephiroth action. Um, my God, it's just, it's so great. It's so great. And of course they showed the, a little bit, of, a little bit of the flashback with, uh, uh, I think it's the flashback to essentially the flashback of damn it. I I'm, I don't think it, is it called some of my knowledge is fragmented, but nonetheless, the flashback, uh, showing, you know, um, the original events of how cloud became cloud and things like that. And, you know, showing Tifa going up to Sephiroth with, uh, with his own, his own, uh, sword. And then, Getting or was it? I think yeah, it was. I think it's Sephiroth. Yeah, Sephiroth cuts her, and then that was it. So it's very apparent we're gonna definitely getting that flashback for sure. I mean, obviously you can't do Final Fantasy VII without that flashback. So, whew, it's a lot. It's a lot to digest. I like watched that that trailer like three times already. Many more to come. And then freaking uh, <laughs> the characters are uh, well. They, at least they started off with the characters being destroyed from the uh, the I presumably of the events after the first game that uh, the Midgar the falling of the uh, the plates um, it I guess happened while they were there, so they were damaged, or maybe that's alternate universe, and that we're getting into that whole theory. <laughs> Um, tinfoil hat theory territory where we all like having our conspiracies about what's going on, what's coming next and stuff. But yeah, yeah. And we got a, got a release date. Well, a rough release date, uh, early 2024. Uh, I love how they specified two discs. They said this game is going to be on two discs. So it's a lot you could take from that. But I think the biggest thing I feel that confirms is that you will be able to explore at least a good majority of, you know, what you normally would be able to have explored within the original game. So I think that is probably the biggest question. I think that answers. Um, but yes, give me all that data. I don't care if this game is... <laughs> Don't care if this game is is three hundred gigs. I, I don't care. It's <laughs> that's that's three hundred gigs well spent. I'm just saying. Um, that <laughs> uh, yeah, I I totally would. I, I I would never delete it. I would just no. Ah, oh, three hundred. <laughs> the game was one terabyte. Would you still? <laughs> If the game took up one terabyte of your uh, PS5, well, your PS5, base PS5 without like an M.2 uh, drive is 
Ooh, that ain't working. Something getting cut. So yeah, definitely, definitely at least is <laughs> take up the majority of your PS five base, uh, uh, data storage. <laughs> it just takes, it just takes enough to pretty much not let you install any other games <laughs> at that man. That would be funny. I mean, I'd complain maybe, but I mean, I'm still going to do it. But no, I think, yeah, that's a good question though. That's a good bet. Probably my guess is probably like two discs. What's the, uh, what's the, what's the storage? I think it's 50. What's the storage capacity of a PS five disc? I know it's blue ray. Jesus. Well, no, that's just the, I was about to say 667 gigabytes, but no, that's the PS fives internal, um, disc, disc, disc drive space of a typical typical PS five disc, a hundred gigabytes. Oh, damn. Yeah. With this PS five disc can hold up to a hundred gigabytes of data. Yeah. So if it's two discs, it definitely at least is over guaranteed over a hundred gigabytes off one disc alone. Yeah, so actually 200 is not not that far off now. It this game could damn well well be 200 gigabytes. And that will be yes, 200 gigabytes that will never get get erased or deleted. Yeah. Yeah, man. I will take that 200. I will I will sacrifice those 200 gigabytes willingly. You hear me? I will sacrifice those 200 gigabytes with reckless abandon. You hear me? You hear me? Reckless abandon. Oh man. Ah, it's so much. It's so much. There was, it was cloud and Tifa teaming up and doing the, doing the signature like, oh yeah, we're together. We're fighting stuff together. And it was, it was some deer running in the, in the, in the foliage when you were exploring, um, the open worlds and, uh, yeah. So this is literally the open. Wow. It's clicking out. So this is literally the open world that you're literally exploring. Oh my God. Wow. My, my mind is blown. Oh man. Wow. Man. Wow. So this is literally the whole world essentially. Wow. Man. It's like, I just had epiphany. <laughs> it's funny. It took me until now to process what the hell the, uh, 
this trailer was because I was just out literally when I saw it in, 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 in at the show, my, my jaw was dropped. I was just captivated and I was just in just just amazed. Wow. So literally. That is so dope, man. Yes, two discs are worth it. Oh, man, this is goodness. Yes. Man, give me it all. Give me every inch. Give me every, every, every speck, every, every, every damn aspect. I just want to, I just want to lick everything. I don't, I don't don't know why lick came to mind, but nonetheless. So that's how they ended it. Um, Which is funny, uh, at least uh, in reference to PlayStation's uh, showcase. Cause it's like now, which is very interesting. Cause like a lot of these announcements definitely could have, or potentially probably were maybe in talks of being, being presented at the PlayStation showcase, but I'm guessing PlayStation maybe sacrificed those announcements for summer games fest potentially, or, you know, if they came to a mutual agreement somehow, some way. So, cause yeah like the Spider-Man two launch date, which that makes more sense. You, you show us the gameplay at the showcase and then give us the release date at summer games fest. That seems like a fair kind of trade and also benefits PlayStation as well. But yeah, man, seeing rebirth, uh, at summer games fest instead of PlayStation showcase, that's very interesting. Uh, man, the strings, uh, Jeff probably had to pull for that, but man, they were worth it. Let me tell you. Whew, goodness. Overall, yeah, definitely a solid B. Solid B. A lot of the, did, oh, did I even talk about, did I even talk about? How could I, how could I of all people have missed? Like a Dragon Gaiden, we saw the trailer for Like a Dragon Gaiden. The man who has, oh, <laughs> I want to say who has no name, who erased his name. Uh, I didn't even know they revealed the release date is November 9th of this year. Um, which the game is a spinoff of, of, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, Kiryu Kazama, or my bad, Kazama Kiryu, depending on where you're located. Um, yeah, basically to return to him in a traditional Yakuza game, uh, in a traditional sense, um, None of that turn-based stuff. No, we just, we brawling. We, 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 we throwing these damn threads at people and pulling strings and shit. That's, I mean, I'm down. I don't know what it is, but I'm down. <laughs> um, but yes, that's, uh, Yakuza, Yakuza Gaiden or my bad. I'm always going to call it Yakuza at this point. Cause I mean, that's just ingrained, but like a dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name, uh, Kiryu just looking cool. It's like, how I, I didn't think Kiryu could get any cooler, but yet he still does. Um, and Hey, that's just, that just goes towards his character. But of course I'm always, I'm a, um, I'm a Kiryu. I'm a Kiryu. Um, you know, I don't even know what the term I simp is not accurate. Cause it's just, you know, that that just be weird. It's not like that. It's like, I really like the character, you know, but I digress. 
Okay. Kiryu is great. Um, if you haven't, you should play Yakuza, a.k.a. Like a Dragon at this point, because my goodness. Whew. That trailer was great. Beating people up. I'm, I'm really curious about that string mechanic, but um, it looked looked interesting. I'm, I'm into it, though. Don't trust. I mean, trust me. <laughs> I'm motivated. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um what else yeah that that the man goodness yeah good solid b this is definitely this is this is one for the for the history books for sure uh i'm i'm so amazed that even he, he got final fantasy 7 rebirth because man uh, especially like Final Fantasy 16 haven't, hasn't even released yet. So yeah, man, January 1st, please let that be the, the first, let, let it just, it, it just, uh, just right when 2024 starts release Final Fantasy seven rebirth that please early, early 2024 is not, is not uh, descriptive enough very early 2024 please please and thank you um yeah so oh man okay that's i think that's i think i've gushed enough um so there you go summer games fest um moving on Uh, May 2023 PlayStation Showcase happened. Oh man, they feel so long. Every just stuff just does not feel relative now. <sighs> but yes, PlayStation Showcase um transpired. Uh, May 24th. Um, and boy. I cannot tell you what happened there. So let me look back up. Cause I don't know at all. Don't recall. Oh man. Feels like it's been so long. It really has. Again, cutting through the through the grit. Uh, I think they started off with a game called was it Payback? Pay money. <laughs> I think I got payday in the in the head, but it was something pay pay something. What was it? Pay payload, pay, um, pay more, pay at the door, pay 24, something games. This list is not helping me out at all. <sighs> this list has failed me. This list is filled. I'm not not concise. 
fair games. That's what it's called. Fair games. So it just a CGI reveal trailer, which I'm not a fan of. Um, or if you do it, at least show some gameplay after it, maybe dispersed in between the game, the trailer, but just a full CGI trailer is not the way to go nowadays, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, at least they touted as competitive modern heist game where you team up to break into exotic locations and steal cargo, (sighs) whatever that means. I don't know. I, I have no idea what that means. Um, but yeah, at least it's given off vibes like payday, but with some spin on it where maybe it's payday, but you're against a competing robbery team, I guess. So there's that hell divers Two, which it seems like it's a traditional third person shooter now, which I'm kind of into. Um, yeah, I think the previous one was a isometric shooter. So you got that ghost runner two. Oh yeah. What was very interesting caught my attention, uh, attention for sure was a uh, phantom blade zero. I want to say that phantom blade zero. That'd be kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. Um, Phantom played zero. Uh, it, 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 it gives off definitely some, um, Neo vibes, but I, I don't think they're even, it's even developed by those folks. It's a new developer, cruel man studio. So man, it looked very great. Just the, the animations, the, the fluidity of it all. Um, Sign me up day one, day one. He, he was spinning and just doing stuff. And he, he had like the, the Raiden hat. I know that's, that's ignorant, but you know, I mean, I'm just trying to describe it as best I can and keep it basic. Um, so there was that sword of the sea Talos principle Two. cat quest. I know you, I, I, know, I know everybody was waiting. I know you was waiting for that cat quest. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I know you was waiting for that cat quest. <laughs> oh, I just see like a Christmas commercial. <laughs> the kid, he's just like. Oh, he's just excited. He's just, he knows the, the, like, this is the, the, the what the few couple days before Christmas, he's excited. He'd been, he'd been putting cat quest posters all, all on, uh, <laughs> his parents, his parents room and door <laughs> like cat quest, please. I only want, I only request one thing cat quest and <laughs> Oh, Oh, man, (laughs) then then Christmas Day, (laughs) Christmas Day, father, (laughs) he opened all, thought he opened all his presents, right? (sighs) He's just bummed out. And then sure enough, sure enough, he, uh, he's, He comes, he comes with it. He comes with it. It's all, it's hidden behind his back. He's like, 
<laughs> like, I know you've been waiting for that cataquest. I know you've been waiting. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I know you've been waiting for that cat quest. <laughs> he just oddly whispers it in his ear. <laughs> he gave it to him already. He's playing. <laughs> He's playing it. <laughs> He's a- I know you've been. I know you've been waiting for that cat quest. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Whew. Oh man, that that just killed me. I I can't, man. That just killed me, man. Oh man. <laughs> I know you've been waiting. All right, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to get my composure. I really am. Oh, um. <laughs> so after, that. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I know you've been waiting. I know you've been waiting for that kind of quest. <laughs> Oh God. Okay. Um, I'm trying to refrain. Um, You've been waiting. <laughs> oh man. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I think I got it out. I think I, I think I got it out. <sighs> so after that, um, uh, we got um, not not a uh, not Splatoon, not Splatoon, but um, <laughs> we got. We, we, we got, uh, we, we, we got Splatoon at home, um, AKA, uh, Foam Stars, Foam Stars, which is yes, by Square Enix. It is, it is very apparently, uh, a Splatoon clone instead of ink foam, you, it, it, the same objective cover up majority of the area surface area with foam. Um, not ink, 
don't get it. How dare you get it mixed up with Splatoon? You, you uh, uncultured swine. It's foam stars. All right. It's foam stars. Get it right. Get it. Get it right. How dare you compare this to (laughs) the audacity, the nerve, the gumption to compare this to, to Splatoon? Absolutely not. Um, (laughs) um, but yeah, foam stars. So yeah, basically a Splatoon clone. So for what that's worth. I mean, hey, if you was dying to play some Splatoon or had a a, it, a Splatoon itch you needed to scratch and your Switch isn't around. I mean, we, we got we got foam stars. We got foam stars at home, you know. So there you go. Foam stars. Um, of course, man. We the the rumors been was circulating for a good while, probably like man, four years I'd say, a good four years. Oh my god, my eye! A good four years. Uh, but we finally got a reveal, uh, for Metal Gear Solid, not three, uh, not triangle, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Not what you would think, dumbass. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Delta, uh, and I guess um, S- Snake. I got it. Snake Eater. Um, yeah, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Delta, dummy. Um, I guess the reasoning behind Delta was <laughs> some kind of wanna be Kojima explanation because a Delta is always round or something. I forgot the explanation, but it felt very like it it came off very like I wanna be Kojima, but because it's not Kojima, it just doesn't have that charm to it. It's funny, it's the fact that because it's I think specifically the fact that it's not Kojima makes it feel very contrived, even though I think if you look at it like intently, it's like, uh, that is pretty clever, but it's like, ah, well, Kojima's not even involved. And it's like, uh, it just comes off very, uh, is it trite? Trite? No, make sure I'm using that right. I, I am very big on that. of remark, opinion, overuse, and consequently of little import, lack in originality or freshness. Oh yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. So, yeah, um, we, yeah, again, another CGI trailer, you know, we just, which I mean, for this, the reveal is pretty impressive because, you know, it's like, oh, what? Is a, is a, it's an alligator fighting a snake. What is going to happen? And then it's like, oh shit, that snake. But Kojima's not behind it. So I don't cautiously optimistic. Absolutely. A hundred percent because, uh, 
boy, this could go some ways and feel just not right. <laughs> but I, I think they're better. This is probably the best way for them to go regardless. I'd rather them do this than make a fully another Metal Gear, um, Metal Gear Survive. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd take this over that any day. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, alongside this announcement, they also announced the Metal Gear Collection Volume 1, which uh, consists of Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, um, and 3. Um, which is basically, uh, from what sources says, uh, sources say are from, um, the HD ports from PS3 and 360. So that's a pretty good way to go. Cause those were made by blue point games who are pretty renowned in the industry for making like really great, um, ports slash remakes, which I think they did shadow to class, which I haven't played, but I heard great things about. And of course, uh, Demon Souls for PS5, which was fantastic. So you get that. You get that. You got that. Uh, they also did reveal the original for, uh, voice cast for the, the remake specifically, um, which basically they're just reusing the voices from the original games, which is fair. I'd rather, again... Um, totally fine with that. Just, uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see. Cautiously optimistic. Very cautiously optimistic. We'll see. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm glad they're doing it. I'm glad Metal Gear's they're not just letting the, the franchise die. So I can't, you know, complain too much, but <sighs> cautiously optimistic. More Final Fantasy 16 than we need to see at this point. Uh, Alan Wake 2 trailer. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, saw a fair amount of gameplay there. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Uh, Street Fighter Six World Tour mode, um, Dragon's Dogma Two. That's that was crazy. Dragon's Dogma Two. We boy, and it looks pretty pretty well in the production for sure. Goodness, Dragon's Dogma Two, man. Just who would have thought, huh? But here we are, Dragon's Dogma Two. No, no release date, but I. It seems like. I think recently a Steam store page for the game was a reveal, even though I don't think a port it, it coming to PC wasn't necessarily announced yet. So we definitely are probably going to hear something. I think Capcom has their um, showcase Monday, uh, next Monday. So that's cool. A uh, whole VR block, uh, which is give or take, but at least the, most notable was Resident Evil 4 VR mode. They showed a little bit more, um, still pretty much at the, the village section, but, uh, at least probably the biggest difference from the, um, uh, like, um, Oculus 
o Oculus version, Oculus port of RE4 is that um, it, uh, it has the parry um, mechanic. So basically, you know, you throw your sword up and it'll seems to automatically do it. I assume if you have the durability for it. <laughs> Synapse, which is <laughs> so weird for me because it's basically it has the voice of David Hayter and he's like, you know, in this different setting, but it's like all I hear is solid snake. Um, but you know, it's a gift and a curse when it comes to that, you know, it's just so iconic and resonates that it's hard to kind of detach that from a certain character to another one. Uh, I mean, especially the delivery and stuff is just basically the same, but I digress. Uh, we got an announcement of marathon, which basically <clears throat> it's hard to describe, but it seems like it's, I guess, kind of a reboot, but not necessarily because it's not. I guess it would be a reboot It's probably the best way to describe it. But basically marathon was a, uh, one of the first games Bungie made back in the day, but now it's totally different from what it originally was, which I think was just like a traditional shooter, maybe with some exploring elements, I want to say, but marathon is, I think they call it a loot. Is it a loot shooter or um, a running shooter or uh, something like that? Where I guess the objective is to, I don't, I couldn't even tell you extraction shooter, sci-fi PVP extraction shooter. So I guess kind of something similar to, I guess DMZ from like call of duty or maybe, um, escape from Tarkov, which I guess that's the original, um, material that all of that, that DMZ deviated from, but I guess something like that. It again, yet another CGI trailer. So we have no clue, but this is probably a long ways away. So it looked interesting enough, but I definitely would like to see gameplay to at least get me interested, but it's cool to see Bungie actually work on something else other than destiny as somebody who's not been quite that much a fan of it after the first one. So, uh, so yeah, you, <laughs> with that being said, they did show just destiny to DLC, the final shape. I just want to say that that, look, that just sounds interesting. Destiny, destiny to the, the final, final shape. shape. I don't, I don't know. That just didn't, it didn't, didn't roll off like I wanted it to Concord, a new PVP multiplayer, first person shooter. Um, apparently launched in 2024. And then, uh, it gets, gets pretty weird. Uh, they did show, um, uh, what was a fairly rumored, uh, piece of equipment called, uh, project Q, which is basically a dual sense controller with a screen powered by the cloud. So basically it's a means to play your games remotely. Uh, whether it be within the same household or if you're at somebody else's house that has Wi-Fi, um, this seems to be the use case, case scenario for that. Or I guess, you know, if your significant other is watching TV, significant other is watching TV and, you know, 
you still want to play your games, you could just do that. But boy, does the design look really weird. It look it definitely gives off a prototype vibe, at least from what we've been shown. It looks close to like the, I don't know. It just something about it just feels very odd. It's just like literally they just sliced the dual sense in half. Well, sliced the, the dual sense, um, in quarters and got rid of the, uh, the middle touchpad and then just slapped a, a touch screen in between. We don't even know if doubt is a touch screen. Well, I guess maybe for the, it, it probably is a touch screen, but, uh, slapped a LCD screen in between and called it a day. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if, if, if it was cheap enough, I'm, I would probably bite. I'm not going to lie. Maybe it feels like a hundred, 150. I'd probably bite depending on that. Um, but otherwise, no, it just, if it's 200 plus, it just is not worth it at all. It just does not. There's no really appeal to it necessarily, I guess, really, unless, you know, I, I, I could see the, the hacking scene, get into it, you know, breaking it open and, um, you know, being able to do some cool stuff with it, like emulate, play emulators and stuff like that. And while also having a, you know, the traditional functionality that would make it more interesting. Um, but again, that's unofficial. So that's yeah. The Wii U, the Wii U has come again, but I guess not necessarily in this case, maybe it will make it probably a little bit cooler if you could do some cool stuff with it, like <laughs> kind of like make it a better Wii U gamepad, And I don't know, like play some games and, you know, do the supplemental maps, show objectives while you're playing the game. So you don't have to pause and stuff like that. But I, it doesn't seem like it is that it seems to be very one off, like you cannot use it interchangeably or, um, uh, simultaneously with the PS4 in that sense, but we'll see. It, it seems like it's very well into being made though. And of course you got some, the, some PlayStation earbuds. Uh, but then they, they, they ended it, it ended it, and did it, it ended it off with Spider-Man to ex- the extensive gameplay of it started off with Craven cracking somebody's head or my bad cracking her neck. Excuse me. And then, uh, they skipped to, Oh no, they showed like, uh, where, where on my, where on my, I need my competition. And then, um, you know, they, they show, uh, uh, sir, we got, we got Spider-Man and his, in his, uh, his buddy, uh, Miles Morales and a lot of other people, um, you know, in New York, you could take them out if you want. He's like, show me Oh, this pleases me very much. I, I show go. And so he goes and then you just get, it skipped that. And then you got Spider-Man and Spider-Man has apparently got the Venom symbiote suit already. It seems like, so I guess this might be fairly early in game, I assume. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> you could, <laughs> you could tell Peter's get got a little edge to him. He's like, Oh no, I want that. This is for me. No, I'll finish this. You know, he's, he's got a little, got a little chip on his shoulder. You know, when he, all of a sudden he got that, got that black suit on him. He, he acting, 
got that black suit on. He acting different, but <laughs> it's like, I'm, well, I'm literally, I got a symbiote. It's, it's changing my personality, but <laughs> you, <laughs> some ignorant dude, you, you go, you got that suit on, you acting different, huh? Uh, but yeah, so they showed up extensive, extensive gameplay showing like some, um, uh, doing flipping dudes in, in the speedo speedo thingy speed. What do you even call those speedo? I'm just going to call it speedo flipping the dudes in the, in the speedo things and, and flipping boats and <laughs> unhinged uh, Peter just just dropping people after saving them and um man he, he's 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 getting rough. Uh, thankfully Miles is gonna keep probably keep him in check. It's probably gonna be some hey man snap out of it now. Do I gotta beat your ass to do this? <laughs> we gonna do this the easy way or the hard way? Peter be like um. I want it all and just get his ass beat and then probably the beat his ass so bad. The symbiote just leaves him cause he's embarrassed and, and then probably that's how we get the new venom. I don't know. I'm probably, <laughs> I'm probably joking. I'm joking, but I mean, it's probably, probably not too far off to be honest, but I digress. I digress. Um, but yeah, man, it looked pretty damn dope. Uh, showed uh, Peter's moveset with the symbiote suit. So I'm curious how that'll come into play. Maybe it'd be, probably be something where, you know, you'll feel empowered and have it for a bit. And then probably after you clear or beat the game, you can probably, you know, mess with it again or something, I would guess or assume. But I guess that's another question. We don't know if hasn't been confirmed yet, at least if you can play Venom uh, within the game, which I assume so. Cause at least if the first game is any indication, you got to play as, um, uh, Mary J Mar Mary Jane. So I would assume, you know, people love venom. So, I mean, I, I could definitely see them maybe, you know, get dedicating a chapter to maybe to show the, the, the visceralness, the, the evilness of venom. Um, we are venom and, and, you know, um, that, uh, I don't know. They just do that. I don't, I don't know. That is, it's just a guess, but it, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, that was the PlayStation showcase and yeah, overall it was okay. It was, I'd give it about, about a, uh, about a, about a C. And had a f some games I liked, but not enough to like, I don't know, really get me, I don't know, get me really amped, excited. <laughs> but like I was saying earlier, I think you could attribute a lot of this to, I think PlayStation, maybe, maybe tactfully, um, saving some of their announcements for summer game of fest, because yeah, if we got rebirth in this announcement, if we got like a dragon in this announcement. Um, I think those alone for me at least would definitely have raised this up to, uh, yeah, probably a solid B. Yeah. Just those two alone, along with the metal gear solid collection announcement. I, I, I'm in, I'd be in. Um, so yeah, nonetheless, that's, that's very interesting. Um, but anywho,
piggybacking on that. Um, one thing that was definitely missing and I think, uh, did, uh, at this point start to raise some concern was the fact that, uh, the last was multiplayer, uh, the factions two or I don't, I don't think it had an official name, but, um, has yet to be shown at all. You know, we got tidbits here and there, I think maybe a year or two ago from, um, uh, Neil Druckmann himself, like showing some details and concept art, but never really seen any full gameplay or anything. Well, I forgot. We did have that one leak a while back that showed a little bit of the game pay gameplay, but not enough, like to be very, you know, uh, it didn't really show it in its best light anyway, really, but nonetheless, um, yeah. So yeah, it's been a good while, uh, especially, you know, since last was two, uh, happened. Well, I guess there was the last of us part one, uh, remake for PS five, but still, I think that was a separate team. Um, but yeah, I guess also naughty dog is working on a new IP as well. So maybe that would leave too much room for last was multiplayer. Just overall, it's just setbacks, but basically, yeah, people were wondering what, what's up with the, you know, factions, especially after the last was TV show and, you know, draw drew some hype and stuff like that. So, uh, either way. So then, um, naughty dog had to, you know, release a statement like shortly after, uh, I think a couple of days after the, the, um, the PlayStation showcase, <laughs> Last of Us fans, we know many of you have been looking forward to hearing more about our Last of Us multiplayer game. We're incredibly proud of the job our studio has done thus far. But as development has continued, we realize what is best for the game is to give it more time. Our team will continue to work on the project as well as our other games in development, including a brand new single player experience. We look forward to sharing more soon. We're grateful to our fantastic community for your support. Thank you for your passion for our games. It continues to drive us. So, yeah. Uh, so that was the, you know, from Naughty Dog themselves. But, uh, of course, Bloomberg, um, the biggest representative of Bloomberg, one of the most notable reporters out there, Jason Schreier. Uh, <laughs> was, uh, had a different story. Um, so basically what he said, at least in the tweet, um, um, kind of, uh, truncated from his article from Bloomberg, uh, naughty dog has significantly scaled down the team on its last was multiplayer project. Uh, sources say as it reassesses the game following Bloomberg's request for comment, the company put out a Twitter statement today saying the game was delayed. So put some, put some heat, put some heat on them a little bit to, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Say that everything isn't as, um, as smooth as it, uh, as it looks. So it, that, I think that put a lot of, you know, fans uh, in a very concerned state because like it's been what three, four years so far that, uh, you know, 
we have yet to hear, you know, anything in regards to any progress and that, you know, it's further delayed. So it's, it's not looking great. It's not looking great, but you know, it, it is what it is, I guess, you know, it is, it is what it is. Um, moving on. Returning back to Mortal Kombat. Um, this was a shortly after the uh, initial trailer. Uh, was the initial trailer? No, I thought it was at the PlayStation Showcase, but it was its, its own thing. Um, I think a little bit before or after. But uh, nonetheless, um, uh, apparently, I think Amazon Italy uh yeah product listing leaked <laughs> the the DLC characters for Mortal Kombat 1 apparently um and it's very interesting uh some of these characters specifically and especially in comparison with other characters also so at least the characters that were mentioned uh first and foremost Quan Chi which totally makes sense he's definitely been an established character in Mortal Kombat and people, I think, I think this people generally like him as a character. Uh, then next you have Omni man, presumably from, uh, inv invisible, invincible, the invincible series, the father to, uh, invincible, the, the invincible character. Um, I won't spoil anything about it, but yes, just, uh, things get a little can go there. Well, I'll just say that, but so you got Omni man and I'm like, huh, how is that going to work? Well, I guess, well, it's a couple things. Well, first and foremost, it's an animated character, but I mean, they've, I think they've done that for some characters before. Technically, I don't know this. I feel like this might be the first fully animated character that would be a guest character in a, at least a Mortal Kombat game for sure. Um, could be wrong, but I don't know. I think off the top of my head, I think that he might be a first. Um, so very curious how he would play. Like, is he going to be like Superman? And essentially, because, you know, that's at least kind of who it seems like he emulates within, you know, his series. So I assume that, you know, it would be fairly easy to just, you know, you know, just copy the, 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 um, Superman model from the injustice game they made and, you know, take some liberties on it and call it a day kind of thing. Um, or maybe they could do a different thing and change, but I mean, Omni man can fly. He's like one of the most powerful people, at least in relative to his comic universe. And I don't know that. It just seems like he, yeah, it just seems like it, it, it makes me think of Superman in terms of how he played in, in justice, uh, specifically. So and then you got Ermac who, yes, I, I will believe it. He seems pretty, uh, reasonable. Um, I think again, a lot of people like him or want him, uh, Takeda who's, I think is of the combat kids who are like, you know, the kids that were in, uh, uh, 10 and 11, um, who are, you know, derived from the, 
the main characters. I think, yeah, he was definitely a pretty dope character. I'm curious if they're going to do a spin on him where maybe he's older now and he's kind of been, he's more seasoned. He's got like more uh, experience under the belt with the, with the, with his little octopus thingies he got. <laughs> um, so I, I, that, I, I welcome that as well. Then you got Peacemaker from uh, the uh, DC, uh, as well as the pr- presumably probably the um, HBO uh, series or HBO, well, HBO or Max now, whatever, but they're all under the same umbrella because it's with WB or they're owned by WB or something like that. So this makes a lot of sense in that, that case. And also Peacemaker, at least the show specifically has definitely a lot of violent undertones and stuff like that. So I'm curious, mostly I, I, I assume it, it probably is going to be in probably some cross promotion with, um, and the same applies to uh, Invincible because their their next season is going to come out at some point. But I think it's probably some um, cross promotion because uh, I assume there's probably going to be another season of Peace Peacemaker as well. And perfect opportunity to get that get that cross promotion going. Um, but I think it's definitely going to be John Cena's likeness put into it since you know it's clear evident that. Um, uh, Nether Realm definitely has no issue doing that, uh, being able to do that. So that will be cool slash interesting to see how he plays, but I can definitely see him being put in, in Mortal Kombat, you know, <laughs> I guess I am curious how he, how they're going to make them make sense in the, in the, in their universe. That is like very much, I don't know. Uh, well, I guess it doesn't necessarily technically. They could probably not have canon, but you know, and then last but not least, certainly not least a uh, Homelander from the boys, um, on, uh, Amazon prime, um, which is very interesting and, and, uh, specifically in comparison to Omni-Man who, again, they're both pretty much, uh, Superman equivalents. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play unless they do some, which I hope they don't do some dumb depower mechanic where you're like, Oh crap, I've been depowered specifically for the needs of this game. So I can't fly anymore or I can't do any of my very powerful stuff. Ah, darn it. Ah, man. Right. Right. When I'm have to be a character to compete with all these other characters too. Drat. Damn it. Ah, I hate that trope. That's, that's a trope that needs to die. If they pop, just let them be pop. Let them be whoever they want to be. Don't try to restrict them just to make them more realistic in your universe with just make them whoever, you know, they originally are as true to who they are. And, you know, I don't know, make it make sense, but yeah, that's apparently all the leaked characters for Mortal Kombat 1 DLC. I'm just very curious of the Omni-Man and Homelander characters themselves because they're just having two Superman-like characters in one DLC is just suspicious in of itself. Just like, how would that work? I don't know. 
I just feel like there might, there's probably some depowering of some sort, I'm guessing, which, you know, I've already ranted about. So interesting stuff. I don't know. Interesting stuff. Uh, with that being said, that concludes all the news for this week. Let's talk about what I've been playing. which has been <laughs> surprisingly, uh, I double dipped, uh, neon white, uh, on, uh, the switch, which I'm surprised we're in 60 FPS for the most part. Um, and has, has been a very fun experience. I actually like fully completed the game, uh, at least on the PC PC slash team deck. I, um, I just did the main game and then whenever I would, you know, play again, I would just, um, I would just play the, uh, speed run mode or, um, basically, basically a speed run mode where pretty much you just play through all the levels in one straight, one straight, uh, um, one fell swoop rather than, you know, going to a, a middle world and all that stuff, which I think that's the best way to replay. Um, yeah, white for sure. It's, it's been a fun experience, but on the other end, it's been fun to actually do the side quest and the, and the side missions and stuff like that. Um, which has been challenging and fun and, you know, get a new, uh, aspect revealed, um, shade of, uh, some of these characters that, uh, you know, I, I played and got to know previously, but actually getting the full story now <clears throat> doing everything and, Actually, if you do that, you unlock the true ending. Uh, what I assume is the true, true or alternate and ending, depending on who you ask. But that has been fun. Um, it's, it was just a, yeah, neon white is just a, how would I describe it? A comfortable, a comfortable and accessible game. Probably the best way I can describe it. Just, I, I, I just so engaging and just the music, the machine girl soundtrack is just, just fire. And then just, ah, just speed running to, to some, some, uh, electronic house techno, I guess more electronic techno, um, slash, I guess it got, it's got a little house vibes to it. Uh, nonetheless, all going up my alley. So after beating it, completing it. Then I was like, <laughs> I, I unlocked a, a mode I never unlocked before, which I think is called heaven mode, where basically you get the dominion, which is the rocket card in the game. You basically play, play through the whole game where you get dominion instead of any of the other weapons, which surprisingly, I didn't know how versatile dominion is until playing this mode, which I mean, technically like, literally because the weapon replaces all the other weapons, you, it just breaks the game a lot, I think, but you know, so, um, I dig that very much. So, and my camera is just, just doing it. So I'm just going to let it do, <laughs> I'm just going to let it do what it does. It's kind of, it, it feels more engaging in a way. So, uh, I'm just, it's, it's trying. It's, it's doing, it's doing what it can, but, um, yeah. So played through that <laughs> literally after I beat it. And then that just, that sucked me in. 
because I was just curious how different the game plays, which it does play surprisingly different in a lot of ways because, you know, the Dominion, you can do the grapple hook, uh, discard ability as well as shoot the rocket. Um, but because you get so many rockets, you could just literally just, you know, give give yourself some air, shoot at uh, shoot your rockets at locations instead of having to actually navigate to them to kill the enemies, which has been was very fun. It was very, very fun. So uh, Neon White does it again, man. Love that game. This is definitely literally one of the best indie games uh, I've ever played. Uh, it's definitely man. I might even put it above Hotline Miami. It's probably, yeah. Neon White, Hotline Miami. Maybe my friend Pedro. Probably might like my top three off the top of my head. Ah, so good. So, so good. I love it. I love it so much. I love it so much. <laughs> it's making me think of the one joke that now I forgot. <laughs> I know you've been waiting for that neon white. <laughs> oh, it's it's not as funny because it's got to be like a game that just is not as you know. Well, neon white is not necessarily that popular, but I digress. Um, also played a fair amount of EDF. EDF world brothers, earth defense Force, uh, world brothers. So basically it's earth defense force. But if you give it a chibi, like kitty spin, um, which actually surprisingly works, I didn't think it would, but it actually does. I really, I like it a lot. Basically the, 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 the added element that I do like and appreciate most is the factor that you can collect uh, EDF soldiers, which is pretty dope. Um, just collecting the EDF soldiers and they have different abilities and attributes and moves, um, which makes it way more interesting and engaging. And then you get other variants of those variants kind of thing. And that's just been very fun. It's just been giving me them dopamine hits that I've been looking for. And then of course, you know, the standard, you know, gunplay is feels very good. I love shooting me some giant spiders, man. Just some giant spiders and ants and just, just shooting them and they die and they blow up. And, and then you get the B camp movie stuff with the, Oh my God, they're, Oh, they're coming from the left. And then you could just, just, just while that's happening, you just be chanting EDF. EDF and it just, it, it just, it does something to me It's I think it's probably the same appeal that people who love Musu games get. It's just this, I don't know, kind of almost indescribable, just, uh, fulfillment and subtle dopamine hits of just, I don't know, just some month. I can't even say mundane. It just, it's very interesting. You just, just shooting large bugs. I just, I, it's something that sounds so basic, but actually it's just very, very interesting. Um, and engaging for some reason to me, um, which is why I always have an affinity towards EDF because my goodness, Whew. you know, EDF, 
so yes, that's been great. Uh, played a, uh, probably about like five, a good five or so hours, which, uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed. EDO. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, of course, I played... All this gushing, all this gushing gotta, gotta be hydrated. Okay, um, Street Fighter 6. So, uh, pretty much exclusively just been playing the World Tour mode, which is basically the single player RPG esque slash kind of tutorial type mode um, that uh, I actually beat yesterday, which is, yeah, man, it's probably the best single player content. Ooh, I don't know. I can't say that willingly. I don't think anything can beat Tekken Force from uh, uh, Tekken 3 though yeah I think that's still the top in my opinion but otherwise um, it's definitely up there in terms of some of the best uh, single player content for a fighting game for sure uh, put it right up there next to Mortal Kombat Deception's Conquest mode um, yeah it's it very fun uh, very fun it's uh you know you it, it also a love a final fight uh love letter essentially because you got you know so many final fight references it's just gonna make your head blow blow up you got Carlos Miyamoto who's uh you know he's in the game who's a um, one of the former characters from the final fight I think final fight two you got you got the Andors uh, the sons. And, you know, you got, of course, store references like Abigail's, um, what's it called? His, his, uh, his junkyard. I think it, that was from Street Fighter five, technically. Um, it's, it's a lot of references for sure. Even, uh, <laughs> I, which I never would have guessed some damn God hand references. Like my God, just the amount of God hand references are just, are just godly. <laughs> Nobody's safe. My, <laughs> that was the wrong. But I'm, I'm gonna stick with it. Uh, so you got that. Um, what else? Damn it. Um, yeah, of course, other miscellaneous references that uh, at least didn't catch my eye, but I know they reference a lot of other things. Of course, other IPs and uh, Capcom IPs and stuff like that too. Um, oh, what, what was cool, uh, and, uh, I was messing with the, the fight lobby just to, you know, get my bearings in terms of like my favorite character stuff like that. You can actually select in terms of your, like, like, I guess, greeting quotes. Like you could say, Hey, I played Capcom fighting evolution. I played uh Saturday night slam masters. And I'm like, ah, oh, well, that's, that's what I got to put. Clearly I got to rep Saturday night slam masters, AKA. I think is it called muscle bomber 
in uh, Japan. I think it's just called Muscle Bomber. Yeah, Muscle Bomber, Muscle Bomber Duo. Yeah, but nonetheless. Um, so those are some dope references. Um, I dig, I dug. Um, but yeah, just pretty much it's, it's very, <laughs> I, one thing I didn't really think about until I like, after I was playing a good while and I just realized it, it was like, this game takes a lot of inspiration from y the Yakuza games for sure. You get, you get the, you know, um, which I guess you can't attribute only to Yakuza, but, uh, general RPG stuff where, you know, they, there's the line of text you, you read through lines of text and then after certain lines of text, they'll say like a, a sub, a sub comment to like invoking a certain emotion or thought or sentiment of said red statement within the game. Like should have did that one. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, stuff like that, which it works. And surprisingly it works for me. Um, so I'm, I have no issue with that, but, um, it's just, it's stuff, a funny observation. Um, what else? What else? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Just the, the Yakuza references, the, the very, uh, um, what is it? Non, nonverbal gestures, which <laughs> the nonverbal gestures gave hella, hella, uh, Yakuza vibes for sure. Um, yeah, which again, that's not a bad game to reference as obviously as a, a huge fan myself, but uh, it was again, another notable observation. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the kind of objective of the game is to collect map. It's not really objective, but, uh, of course, kind of the sub objective, if you will, I think what everybody would like to do is to collect masters because masters, um, when you improve their rank, they give you uh, new moves in your arsenal, um, which is basically kind of like, kind of like your custom character in Mortal Kombat Conquest, where you can customize their move set by learning moves from characters. Um, and this is it's roughly the same, but you do have a fair amount of restrictions, um, which I kind of would have liked to have been opened up, but nonetheless, the restrictions are you can have a lot of moves actually, but you're restricted. If, um, a move has the same input as another character, you can only choose one of those moves. So you can't choose two, like, um, a short, uh, short circle, uh, moves or Hadouken motion motion moves. You can only choose one. You can't choose two. Where I guess you technically can if you play in, if you play uh, with modern controls, which are more much easier execution controls essentially. But the trade-off is that the easily executed moves do less damage by a percentage or whatever, which I think is a, actually a pretty good compromise because I mean it, it is a new kind of thing to factor with execution versus efficiency um, in terms of well, damage versus efficiency in a way um, in terms of, you know, the two, uh, which was, is, is, is kind of a dope concept actually. And I don't think any other fighting game is kind of implemented successfully. 
Uh, also, your move sets are limited. They're like um, uh, contained, dedicated move set, which you know, depending on the character, it could be beneficial. But certain other characters, like it's more restrictive. But again, it is uh, um, a means to kind of help even the playing field, especially that also welcomes new uh, players um, into fighting games that are would otherwise be scared to play fighting games as well. So that's pretty dope. I like that a lot. I like it very much. I like it. I like it very much. Um, so yeah, I wish the move sets were more flexible and you could add more like circle motion moves because like, I feel if that was the case, man, you would be way more versatile than you are otherwise, which I think maybe probably was intentionally done of course, but would have been cool. Would have been cool to have that, but I guess, you know, a, somewhat of a compromise is that you can, well, no, I don't even think of then you, yeah, as long as if it's still the same input as your other, you know, uh, input you have in place, you cannot have two of those, which yeah, that technically is kind of like a slight gripe, but I can see the reasoning behind it because, you know, character will be too OP, especially even for the campaign itself in a way. But who knows, maybe they might open it up a bit at some point or maybe make an exception for some certain moves. And um, I think that would be a fair compromise. But maybe after, you know, time as after the world tour has kind of run its course in a way that maybe they can do that. So um, the story is interesting. I, I, I dig it. It's very much a you know, <laughs> all these characters replying to your, your avatar, but he just, he, it's weird in certain moments. He, you know, like, Hey, Hey man, what do you think about that? And sometimes he'll just move his mouth and I guess you're supposed to interpret him saying it or use your imagination of him saying it. Um, and then in other cases, it's, um, it's, uh, it's straight up. He just looks at you dumb or, just does a lot of nonverbal facial gestures. And then you, they, they just interpret it as, Oh, all right. Yeah, man. I, I agree too. And it's like, uh, uh, all right, dude, am I just, am I missing what he said or what, what is, what is, what is going on here? Um, but I digress. Uh, so you got that. Um, I dug the, you know, um, the element where you can look for people and pick fights with them. Um, and, uh, if you do certain conditions within the match and they show it on their character that, uh, if you, you know, punch this person eight times, you could get a gold nugget and stuff like that, uh, was, was a pretty cool comp concept to kind of incentivize you to play a game, uh, a way you otherwise would not, uh, while also educating you on how to play, play the game too. Cause there's like some cool sub quests that, you know, tell you do three, three fast reversals or three drive impacts and stuff like that, which again is, is secretly, uh, it feels a lot like a tutorial in a lot of ways, but, um, I think they disguise it very well enough, um, to not make it that apparent, but it's, it's pretty cool, you know, seeing cutscenes, learning from, you know, some of your favorite characters in the game in the series and, um, being able to use their move set, but also like, you know, pick and choose like your critical arts and things that might, 
you think would complement your character type more um, that isn't in their, you know, standard arsenal, I think leads to a lot of cool experimentation and um, um, just interest in the mold in general. So uh, definitely the ending was not the best. Um, I'll say that first and foremost, it definitely felt like it left room for left room for, you know, DLC in terms of, I assume, uh, with this mode, like, uh, when new characters come out or maybe after all of the season one characters come out that they'll do a big, like DLC episode or something like that. That'll, you know, story thing that'll, be a justifiable reason to add all of the characters as your master and then kind of do the whole kind of grind again in a way of, uh, you know, being to a new location and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, I was very, very, uh, content with what I played, um, in regards to street fighter six, uh, the world tour mode, um, man, you know, they give you a lot of, uh, of, uh, customization options, which is pretty awesome. Um, a lot of cool stuff, really. The customization was, is, was pretty dope. It was pretty awesome. Um, the one, one gripe I did have is that like, you know, proportionally, if you make your character bigger than like, you know, obviously the standard stereotype in terms of, you know, traditional games and stuff like that. I just felt like a lot of the clothing options felt very, did not fit very well, which I felt like that could have been done better, but I guess you can also attribute it to the, you know, proportions of your character that, you know, relatively relative to the, you know, costume and just adjusts properly in that way. But I wish it was a way to make yourself look more aesthetically pleasing. Um, in regards to that, but whatevs, it is what it is. Um, minor gripes, not not a game breaker or whatever, but I dug it. You know, you can pick up pick up stuff, and you know, people want to pick fights with you. Very much like Yakuza, they they see you, it's on sight. <laughs> they will run after you and do some cheap moves and dash and hit you in a battle. Um, but yeah, I, what I would like to see in a DLC for street fighter six is like, if they had like a, Hey, I mean, hell even put like the next final fight in, but then they, yeah, that should have just be its own thing. But I mean, if this is our best chance of getting a final fight game, I mean, especially considering all the heavy references to final fight, which I guess might be a way to kind of gauge interest for people like maybe prepping, priming people for a final fight game even though, you know, that technically was leaked and back in way back in those NVIDIA leaks, um, that at least now are seeming to be very accurate. So it seems apparent that that is likely in the works. So, um, but overall, yeah, very much digging world tour. Now I'm kind of shifting gears and, um, I'm also trying to get the secondary costumes by maxing out your bond with, each character, but, um, I definitely plan to go back and clear, clean some stuff up, finish some quests. There's like uh, these legendary fighter quests where they're like, have ridiculously high levels. And it's like, well, I clearly need to rank up in order to fight you. So type type deal. So 
But as of late, I've slowly but surely messed around, experimented with the battle hub in terms of uh, just getting my footing and uh, making make my profile and all that stuff. And but uh, now have been just practicing. I think, uh, yeah, after all is said and done, I still want to main Mar- Mar- Marissa. Uh, she seems to be the most interesting to me to play with. I'll probably bounce with some other characters, but as of right now, I feel like Marissa is my character to, uh, mess with and uh, experiment and play with. But yeah, overall thoroughly enjoying Street Fighter six. I, the, 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 mind you the world tour mode, like I, I was doing everything of course, and, you know, spending some time kind of grinding to get my level up uh, to some extent as well. But Overall, it was like about 33 hours for me to complete the game, which I mean, that just that's literally the price of a standard game alone. So, I mean, I think that's definitely what fighting games should be doing now as a standard for, you know, folks like us, like at least for me, like I I'm I think I'm pretty decent when it comes to fighting games, but I just have the issue where I tend to play and then just. I get my ass kicked and just get very much discouraged and just hop off, um, depending. But I feel like at least now I won't feel as, um, as much of a loss, uh, considering this type of mode in the game. And like, I played the game for 30 hours and played this mode and, you know, you feel like, I don't know, you got some investment in it rather than like a traditional fighting game that doesn't have any mode like this. And, you know, you feel like on paper, you technically did not get your, you know, get your return or what have you from it. But yeah, I think this definitely set the standard for fighting games going forward. I think you will see a lot of fighting games after this be very intent on, um, including a single player only type mode, whether it be like a, a beat em up cause man, boy, Tekken eight, Tekken eight. Would I love, 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 love to see a, uh, beat them up. Tekken force come back for Tekken eight. Goodness. That's a dream. I hope that gets announced at some point, but I digress. I'm just, I'm just gushing so much, but, um, yeah. Yeah. From what I'm just gameplay wise fighting and uh, street fighter six seems solid, but at least as far as world tour is concerned, it's legit. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly had a good time with the, yeah, the only caveat being the, uh, being the, uh, what you call it. The only caveat being, um, damn it. What was the caveat? Oh, the ending. Yeah. The ending was very weird and just not great. Um, unfulfilling, especially after all the hours you put into it. Presumably so, but yes, that was street fighter six. And that concludes uh, what I have been playing. Also get into one quick, what I've been watching, which has been, um, Spider-Man across the spider verse. So did watch this, uh, right on the premiere of it. And, uh, Man, I guess potential light spoilers for Spider-Man, but I guess apparently it's been on the news and stuff and outlets and stuff. And I think I roughly 
kind of was aware of it, but didn't really think too much into it. Um, was just going to accept it for what it was. But, um, my biggest gripe with, um, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse is it is not conclusive enough for me. It just essentially the, the movie ends on a cliffhanger basically. Um, and man, it's just something about movie cliffhangers that just, just, just make me feel burned to no end. Um, it's just the fact that you have to literally wait a whole year to pick up where you left off that I just feel like is just very problematic when it comes, you know, storytelling and all that stuff. Um, goodness gracious, man. Um, but in terms of before that, I mean, I liked a a fair amount of stuff in the movie, uh, a lot of the references and of course (laughs) spot the spot, the various Spider-Man and things like that. Um, but my God, man, was it just, it just really that ending ruined it, ruined it for me in a lot of ways. Uh, probably, but like currently don't, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt because when the beyond the spider verse comes out, apparently a year from now, March, well, technically a little less March, uh, 2024 that comes out. Um, when it comes out and then, you know, it hopefully it gives us the payoff we are looking for. And maybe I'll feel better about it, but I don't know. Just currently it just, I don't know. I just felt very burned by, uh, the movie after all was said and done. And then it was funny just like watching it towards the end or, you know, towards the time it was expected, like two hours, 30 minutes ish. And like, you know, I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Definitely. This felt like way longer. And then like, you know, I feel like, okay, we're, we're probably wrapping it up now. I'm like, huh, these, these story, these, these story elements are not wrapping up and this movie is about to end. What is, what, what is going on? And then, yeah, sure enough, it's the damn cliffhanger. Like, oh my God. So, huh, tisk, tisk, tisk. We'll see. I don't know. I just wish it was more conclusive. I was, that's really my biggest gripe, which I think is technically a lot of other people's gripes, but for me, it just bothered me very, it, it like it detracted from the movie experience for me. Um, just knowing we won't all those answers. We, we, we raised, we're not going to answer them until the next Spider-Man. I'm like, oh man, again, which is maybe something that I won't feel as strongly about until after, after the, uh, whatchamacallit is done. Um, yeah, until we see the other part. So we'll see. We'll see. Overall, yeah, that's just my sentiment for Into the Spider-Verse. And, you know, it is what it is, I guess, is what it is. Um, with that being said, I think that will <laughs> conclude episode 175 of, uh, switches sites, man, this is a long one. And, you know, I was making up for lost time as well with, uh, missing out on our last episode. Um, but nonetheless, Hey, we, 
we are doing it you know we are doing it uh if you uh really like the show feel free to like rate and subscribe various podcasts and platforms catch me stream this live when my camera is working on uh twitch tv slash a switch also catch uh archives on youtube.com slash switch until next time y'all get your damn game on uh feel free to fuck oh yeah Nobody's safe.